Um... You were meditating, Birch. Yep. Yes. Yes, I've taken up meditation. Apparently, it's come to... Uh, people have said that I'm quite an angry person, and I've decided to take some... We haven't been on the podcast for a while. I've taken some time to to deal with this and to find my, my inner peace. Also, um, on this po- Also on this pod... Wait. On this podcast... Um, also on the podcast today... We're going to be talking about Batman. And the last time we talked about Batman, we mentioned Robert... Robert... Robert Patterson. And I reacted badly. So now I am now... I'm being centred. I am... Wait. I am a boat on an ocean of calm. Oh, so if you're calm... Is, is now the time that we can... We can talk about the Phantom Menace and how it wasn't actually that bad. Don't test me, Smith. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Film League podcast. Uh, I am Mr. Birch. With me as always, Mr. Smith. I'm Mr. Smith. I'm here also. (laughs) So we're still recording this remotely and we're still dealing with a little bit of audio lag, which we're going to try and work through. But I think from next time, we're probably going to try and do this together and try and be in the same room. So that will be weird. I haven't seen you for like two years. Two years. (laughs) Literally. So we've, we've got loads to get through. We've taken it. We've been out for a, a few weeks because of, of various things that have got in the way. But um, we're back. Uh, and when you talk about a fair few things, um, there's a lot of films coming out now. They seem to be suddenly kind of coming at us thick and fast. Um, we've already seen a couple of big releases for 2022. I've been to see uh, a few films, notably The Batman, which I have thoughts on which we will come back to. Wait, I'm fine. Um, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. But I think it's, I've also seen the Batman. Oh, so cool. We can, uh, we can swap notes. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so loads to go, but I think start with the news. Do you want, I think we need to do the dubstep one. It's been a while, hasn't it? Okay. Oh yeah. Go dubstep. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> love it. Oh, I right. missed it. 
It's uh, just, I uh, just, it's my favorite tune. Right. So over to you, Mr. Smith. Um, what's been, what's been going on? So since we last talked, we've launched a new version of the game. Uh, it's the same game, but a different game. It's uh, a quarterly league, so it runs from February to March. I think we, uh, I think I can't. It's so long ago, I can't remember the previous podcast. But I think we sort of uh, went into depth explaining it. We did. Um, yeah, we talked about it, and we also so yeah, we're about we half explained. We yeah. explained why it was out of sync with everything else and and the rationale behind that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it's it's perfectly timed. And um, we're like halfway through it. The first one, it's it's so quick. It's like I'm I'm alarmed. It's and I've and I've I've fallen behind already because I'm playing all the games this year to, to see what it's like to play everything. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I kind of like I snoozed I snoozed for one week and like I've dropped to like ninth place and I was like I think I was first one week. I, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I mean I I think yes. Yeah, so can. yeah, it's it's a real it's a make a bad move you you can play all the games but I mean, obviously the intention here is is whilst we are very happy for you to play all the games it does allow you to focus on just one so if you wanted to just zero in on winning like one game this gives you a very short window to play with um it is it is a little bit rapid it is a bit do or die because of the way that the game is organized but mm. um so far the feedback from the players has been that they're actually quite enjoying it because it is a bit more it's like a quick fire round and i think i think that's that, that's been quite good yeah. feedback from everybody yeah it's going to be interesting uh to see when we get into the next quarterly season which will run january uh, february march April, may may to july yeah. because right now the two ones they feel very similar because they started at the same time but and so you, you your initial picks were very aligned especially because it was quite quiet in january and february not many new films coming out but with when you have to start from scratch in may and you don't have a big bank uh, to go to for like you know being able to buy all the big expensive stars during the blockbuster season um it's it's going to be interesting to play but yeah i it's sort of i feel like quite pressured when i'm playing this one because it's like if you think about it you know we have like the ffl four weeks of winning you know films typically good films typically stay in the charts for four weeks so if you're playing a 13 week game you've got about three go rounds and you're done it's like bang 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 yeah, yeah so point. yeah it's it's sort of it's it's tough and i'm i'm sitting in ninth position at the moment on 68 well basically 69 million fuffle bucks and you start with the same 50 so i've sort of made a little bit of headway i'm going to tell you who's at the top dm biggins uh he's going to be super happy he's at the top right because he's like grinding his teeth because he hasn't won you know he's been beaten by tiny amounts in the previous years he's yeah he's, he's got 100 picked a couple of times 146 he's double me he's doubled right his money now. in like what six weeks yeah, 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 and but and then and right, right behind him, right? It's it's some of the usual suspects, right? We've got Mitch Matthews on one four five, Kevin McDee on one three three, um, Tori Snyder, who's not a name that you would uh, we've seen before, uh, right at the top of the league, and then Metarian. So you've got the usual suspects, but some new players also coming in and sort of troubling the uh, the top five. So uh, yeah, which is nice to see a bit of fresh blood, uh, you know, making the grade. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, the, uh, the yeah, reason we wanted to do uh, the, the short games yeah, is to give you a chance to basically come in, snatch glory from the jaws of defeat, and then get out and look like a legend. I mean, because obviously a, a year-long game, if you if you miss one or if you massively miscalculate a film, you're sunk. Whereas in the shorter game, if you do crash and burn in the February, the February game, you can basically get a complete do-over for the May game. And as you've just said, you know, they're, they're going to have different styles to them because the May, June, July game is going to be all about the can you pick the best cast for the big blockbuster films, whereas the February, March, April game is kind of more like the awards season and there's going to be like slow indie buzz and blah, blah, blah. So you've got to... You can't just pick the. You've got to pick the film, and, and you you said it there a moment ago about four weeks of winning. Um, you've got to be absolutely honest, but potentially you've got a completely different kind of strategy to play the game. So, I mean, as with everything with the FFL, you can just pick the guy that pick the people that you are attracted to and hope they make the money, or you can go <laughs> full spreadsheet nerd. But the hope, hopefully, with the short game, you can do both, and 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 there's success. And that so yeah it's um yeah it's it's pretty good it is it does feel a bit kind of snappy or a bit kind of quicker it's, which is know, good i tell you playing it it feels very snappy like every week it's like what's it gonna do <laughs> the, the other thing that we should probably probably mention at this point is that we have swapped out because we've um changed the game and we've changed some some things in the back uh, end of the system we have changed our uh, supercomputer it was for the longest time it was whopper who uh, obviously mm. uh, for those of you who know was was the uh, ai from the, the matthew broderick 80s weird film war games but we've now changed it to gertie and gertie has not got gertie has got some problems because everyone's just very suspicious of Gertie. We mentioned this last time, but everyone's there's a certain sinisterness about Gertie that we've kind of not expected. But I, it is it keeps reminding us that it's only here to help us. But the way mm. that it says it just is a bit it's a bit creepy, isn't it? It's very creepy. Yeah. Uh, um, we may have but, to but with a great big cheesy grin. <laughs> yeah it's very happy so yeah but we'll keep an eye on that but no so, so the next the next as you said the next season that's coming up is the may june july season which is kind of we kind of nicknamed it the blockbuster season because that's when you've got some very big like tent pole films coming out you've got a fair few of the marvels i think the new jurassic world film is coming out inside that window um, and and some of the the really big ones. So um, it'll be a big budget thing, but you're going to have to be very very careful about who you pick. Yeah, talking of being careful who you pick, you know, I was one of the people who fell foul of picking Tom Cruise because I thought he for one and done because I thought he was going to be in two films and they moved out Mission Impossible. But yeah. there were other even this week films being moved out into 2023 still. So yeah, um, there's still. I'm not sure it's. Do you want to, because I think you were talking about it's not necessarily because of um, they don't think they can get people in the cinemas for the size of film. It's more like there's a backlog and they're kind of they're kind of almost like rationing the films that they've got 
that's uh, in that's stock. exactly it yeah there's so many films that are due to come out you have to give them breathing space if you're um if you're paramount studios you don't want to have two of your films competing for a single butt on a seat in a cinema you 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 know you want to try and give yourself some breathing room plus you've got a you know the whole marketing around these things um you know you know we've we talked about film budgets you know a few times but the marketing budget can be almost as much as it costs to make the film as how much they spend on the marketing of the film and if you're gonna have you know adverts and people doing the talk show rounds and running the red carpet and and bus bus placards uh you need to give it all space to breathe so yeah we're still seeing that kind of being slowly kind of doled out which is which is good because it means that we should get a really nice choice of films over the next year um i went to the cinema on wednesday and i saw a couple of trailers and i was like yep yep want to see that yep want to see that want to see that ironically whenever i watch a trailer with mrs b and it gets to the end we both turn to each other and if we like it we'll go yeah and if not we'll go nope and that's exactly how i felt about nope which is the new jordan peele horror film Saw the trailer for that and I just, I went, nope. And then the word nope appeared on the screen in massive letters. And I was like, am I, did I do that? Did I control the cinema with my mind? Is that, is the cinema screen now showing what I'm thinking? Holy crap. And I panicked and then I realized the film's called nope. But uh, for a fraction of a second, I was like, wow, whoa. But, but unfortunately not. Very good. Uh, right. I think that's it for the news. Okay, cool. Uh, we've got loads of films to cover. Do you want to do you want to talk about what has passed or you want to talk what is to come? Uh, should we do what's passed? Okay. And then do it. Let's do it in, in normal chronological order. Nice. All right. Let's talk about Batman. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, um, like a lot of people, when they announced they're making a new Batman film, I went, oh, okay, as long as they don't show him, show him his parents being killed again. Because, I mean, I think I've seen Bruce and Mar Thomas and Martha Wayne die like a hundred times now. And then I thought, as long as they just, uh, you know, they've just finished the whole Christian Bale thing. They've just, oh no, no, they haven't. No, they put Ben Affleck in between. Ben Affleck, no, they the Batman nobody cares about. Um, and then they said, oh, it's going to be Robert Pattinson. Now, I I reacted badly when I heard this. I, 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 I think, I think it's reasonable to say you melted down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was, we, I, I, re I'm, I reacted so badly that we had to put a warning on the front of the podcast to say that the volume levels exceeded. We went way over the, the VU. The VU spiked on this. And, and we had to say to people, you, you know, we had to turn the volume. Now. I, yeah. Now, I am willing to admit partially that I may have been, I may, I may have been wrong. And that's about as good as you're going to get from me. Um, I saw the Batman at the weekend and it's really good. But as my opening statement, is it a Batman film or is it just <laughs> two cops solving a serial killer case and one of them has just come from a Halloween party? <laughs> Do 
know what I mean? Oh, it's, that's 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 a little bit too close to the truth. Yeah. Uh... I, mean, I mean, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. But just one of them was just an overly violent cop in cosplay. Um... Okay. Okay. So if you take away the let's let's obsess about his the, how his parents die, right? Are you saying that that by by sort of because they they don't they 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 touch on it, but I, I was actually quite pleased that they didn't overwork it. Are you yeah. saying that perhaps if you take that away, it stops being a Batman thing? Or what was it that? Well, if it okay, back up. I really enjoyed it as well. Um, yeah. I don't. I didn't love it the first time through, and it's missing sort of elements of exhilaration that is what I'm usually sort of expecting in a in a in a superhero movie and that wasn't there right like the moment that there's there's times when the superhero does something for the first time or does something amazing and you're like yes or when they like they sort of overcome something or they beat the bad guy there's moments when you're like totally with them and you're like hell yeah nice one you don't get i didn't get that at any point in this movie but that didn't mean that i didn't like it it just it didn't meet what I, my expectations were so yeah maybe that's what i maybe that's kind of what you're saying with like, is this actually a superhero movie or a Batman movie? Can it be a Batman movie without being a superhero movie? And that's the question. Cause it's, it's basically Batman year two. So he's only been Batman for a little bit. This is a, a young Bruce Wayne. Um, and he is, he's basically, he hasn't got like the super duper gadgets. The Batmobile isn't, isn't a, either a Tim Burton airplane on wheels or a joel schumacher neon lit crap mobile it's basically a muscle car that he strapped a rocket to the back of so it's really kind of down to earth i mean it's 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 the first superhero film where there is no superheroes in it no one has got magical powers there's no amulets of amen ra or talismans of or aliens or any kind of shizzle like that it's basically a guy in kevlar who will beat the crap out of you if he gets in your way um and if you're doing crimes <laughs> that's i mean yeah. effectively he is a he is the it, it's he's effectively the punisher i mean that's kind of where he is it as a character mm. he just he just wants to go and just kick just he's on a, a mission of dick kicking revenge and that's and that's kind of it but also <laughs> um it also it, someone watched the crow and then someone watched seven and then someone made a batman film and i'm not mm -hmm. criticizing it but it is extremely did you ever watch dark city it's a film that no one saw. Rufus oh, School was in it. Yeah. And they lived in a city and everyone, it was all perpetual. I, it had that yeah. kind of, it had that kind of, it's always dark. It's always raining. It was a very seven mm. vibe from mm. it. And, and mm. everything mm. was plausible. The only thing that that's, that's a little bit whim magical is the magical bat grapply cannon gun thing that will just you fire it in any direction it will instantly latch itself to a building and you can go swoosh off um, <laughs> besides that though everything was yeah. really down to earth so yeah, yeah it was really good but it was a really good serial killer detective story mm. i mean it didn't really kick off until right at the end where it kind of went a bit showpiece but up until that point, it was a very quiet 
It was a very quiet film. Mm. But yeah. the one thing I, I I'm I'm gone. I, I was gonna say I'm glad that they took it in a, a different direction. If it had been more of the same, I think exact. I had exactly the same reaction. It was like it's why I didn't even bother with any of the Ben Affleck because it's like after you've had Christopher Nolan, it's like well, where are you going to go with this? And the answer yeah. was nowhere interesting. Um, but with this one, at least at least like <laughs> they it. They they didn't just rehash what had gone before. Or, you know, okay, yeah, it's the guy in the in the in the suit, but they took it in a new direction. And I was actually really pleased mm. that, that 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 they did that, even if it maybe is feels it's 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 quite out there for a Batman film. I'd rather they did that than just just sort of rehash the same old stuff again. So I'm I'm like I said, I liked it. I didn't love it, uh, but I think I might like it more the more I watch it. I think right? I think I, it might be one that. I think you might be right. If you watch it again, you'll kind of... I think it's just like the whole... It's just like, if you like the atmosphere and you like like detectives uh, solving serial killer stuff, right? Then you're going to love this movie. (laughs) Who does? I will probably appreciate it more, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Anyway, I interrupted. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, it was was very low-key. The two things I will say, uh, the high point and the low point for me, the high point is Colin Farrell's in that film. And honestly... I know! Is honestly, he? what's <laughs> going... I mean, it, it, that could have been me under that makeup. In fact, it, that, it, that could have been any of us. It was, it was <laughs> absolutely... If you told me that was Al Pacino, I'd be like, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I just... Un- yeah, unbelievable. And he was really good. But also, you kind of went... I mean, mm. wow. But the, um, So, high point for me is Colin Farrell. Because, I mean... I kind of love Colin Farrell anyway. Yeah. He's hilarious, but also he was just he was just not Colin Farrell. I mean, everyone goes, "Oh, he's played against type." He wasn't even he wasn't even Colin Farrell in that film. Um, but the low point for me, <laughs> the low point for me was the they couldn't resist setting up the franchise. They couldn't resist teasing uh, yes. the next one, and I won't say anything more than that. But you kind of get to the end, you go, "Come on, guys, you could have just gone." We call it. The Batman. Mm. We're not going to call it the Batman, and maybe next year there's going to be the Batman too. They just they they could have just gone boom. <laughs> I present yeah. you single serving. There you go, done. That would have been very good. Yeah, they could have yeah. and, and and yeah, they could have just resisted that it's, little that little shh, that little fishing hook out there at the end when you go ah. So, but that's a that's mm. a very minor criticism for what was a really quite good film with robert pattinson (laughs) he was he was okay never thought you'd hear yourself say no he was okay he wasn't a great bruce wayne but he was quite a good batman because he's supposed to be he's supposed to be young and inexperienced and a bit rubbish and and he is young and inexperienced and a bit rubbish in this film and and i think he was he suited it very well had they tried to make him massively super buff or you know, super suave guy. He, he, I don't think he would have done it, but I think he's, he didn't spend a lot of time as Bruce Wayne. We didn't get to see him being very Bruce Wayne-y uh, too much. It was in a little yeah, bit, but he was, he was, I mean, yeah. very, very aptly named the Batman. Cause you only see him as the Batman, right? Pretty, Pretty much. much. I mean, okay. There's like one or two scenes, right. But basically, yeah. Didn't like, I didn't like his hair though. He had, he had very, solving the case. Right? He had very nineties hair. <laughs> just my, yeah. just my thing. Um, so I guess the question is, and this came up in the um, 
uh, in uh, our Discord oh, chat channel no, was um, like, what will the billing be? Because there's a lot of Jeffrey Wright and a lot of Zoe Kravitz. Um, so the question is, is are, are they are they top billing as well, or are they uh, are they not? Now I have an opinion, and I've I've expressed it already, but uh, I don't know if you're going to keep us on keep us on tenter hooks, or are you going to? Uh, uh, I mean, a, that's something that that's certainly yeah, something that, that we can, uh, to find out. Certainly something that we can discuss. But the film is called The Batman. The film isn't called Catwoman and Commissioner Gordon solve crimes and stuff. And it, yeah. And my observation was that it, he's in pretty much, I think, like, is it every single scene has got Pattinson in, right? I think he is in all but two or three. Yeah, he's pretty much in it, like, front and centre the whole time. So I think it's safe to say that, that Robert's earned his top billing. And I'm pretty sure yeah. that he's going to be standing on that top billing platform by himself. Staring mm. stoically. Mm. Okay, that. actually, that's one of the... I am vengeance. If you think about it, I that's am actually... top billing. I am our bats. You know. <laughs> so, so actually, if you think about it, you know that you, you bit the bit that annoyed you was one of the where, where you were sort of throwing forward to the next thing was one of the few scenes where he wasn't in it at all, right? Yeah. Where you were looking at the uh, in Arkham Asylum, yeah. and maybe that's why it almost stands out as a bit of a sore thumb because even the bit I think there are some scenes that start with Zoe Kravitz, but. He then, like, he's basically been stalking. Her. Yeah, he just turns so, up. Yeah, he, he just, just goes. looms out of the shadows. He's like, "Hello, I'm Batman." I'm here. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, maybe that's why that scene is quite so, like, mm. you know. Yeah, uh, but all, I mean, yeah, it was. It's the, worth seeing. Um, it it's definitely worth seeing oh, yeah. on a big. It, the one thing I will say is that you have constantly you have the sound going. It's constantly going. There's a lot of Zimmer horn in the background at all times. But it works. Yeah. It's very oh, dark, so and I much. think yeah. it's it's got mm. quite a moodiness to it. And and as I said, if you if you liked mm. if you enjoyed Seven, if you watched if you like people being horribly murdered, but it it's 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 set in the same city as Seven. It's it's constantly raining, um, and and yeah, the the only thing that did make me laugh about the film is every time there was police running around because there was a couple of scenes where there's a lot of police people running in one direction but they're all shouting when they do it and it was like pass the microphone and every time they do it i could only think of the blues brothers when they're just being chased around and there's loads <laughs> of cops and that completely threw me out of the whole atmospherics of the film because it was just like there's there was a point where someone's running and like out of every door come like 20 guys in uniform going um and i just suddenly went blues brothers flashback and and i just for a moment i was just like what what huh and i was out of the film but i mean besides that though it pretty much it held my attention really well so it was um yeah, it was really good. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. From the sublime to the ridiculous, I went and saw Jackass Forever. Oh, now, how was that? Now, it's a solid 86-minute film. It's It's very short. It um it basically has middle-aged people because they're all all the guys who are still kicking around from Jackass are all they're like in their late forties, early fifties now. And seeing old men getting kicked in the dick is 
shouldn't be funny, but it really is. I went to see that film and I laughed. <laughs> I laughed a lot more than I thought I would. Um, but and also I saw far too many, far too many male genitalia in that film. I wasn't prepared for the amount of male genitalia that I would be seeing. I'd be like, that's a lot. I was expect I wasn't expecting that much, just that much, just just there. Like God it wasn't in 3D. So I mean <laughs> but it was stupid. It was really, really stupid. That's, that's, but, a, str- that's a that's a serious strap line, Jackass. <laughs> God it's not 3D. <laughs> yeah. Um it was it was really dumb. It was really stupid, but it it was really, really quite funny. And I'm sorry, but I, I sat in that cinema. There was probably about 20 people in the cinema, uh, all masked up. And, and yeah, and thankfully I wasn't, because you couldn't see me, you couldn't see me like laughing quite as much as I did, but it was really stupid. If you, it is, it is the perfect beer and popcorn film. Although there are a couple of bits right. where you don't want to be eating because they do some sick stuff. But um, if, yeah, I mean, I, I I went in there with a pretty decent IQ. While watching it, my IQ dropped probably 100 points. And then I left and I, I quickly recovered. But I was I was dumbass for about 90 minutes going, <laughs> he's getting kicked in the dick. <laughs> and then full he left. Beavis and Bye. Yeah, I went full Beavis. It was great. But I just, I just wanted to say that. Very shortly, my very quick review on that. It was just, it was good. I'm trying to go and see mm-hmm. one film a month. Oh, sorry, one film a week at the moment. Um, and I'm having a little bit of difficulty at the moment because there's nothing on. But there's about to be loads of films. So I'm going to take a quick break. Mm. And then we're going to talk about the films that are coming up in the next three or four weeks. And then we can take it from there. Yeah? Sounds good. We've already discussed Nope. Um, my general thoughts about the film are Nope. Um, not a horror fan. Never been a horror film fan. It's not my thing. It's not my bag. It's not my groove. It's not my whatever. I'll tell you what else isn't. The Nan. So remember, Nan. remember, um, I've actually forgotten her name because I'm, remember Catherine Tate. Uh, oh, oh, that. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I, we'll move on, shall we? Because I think that's, I think your reaction <laughs> said everything. So Catherine Tate is a comedian in the U, in the US, on the UK. Um, if you're not UK, you'll probably know her as Donna Noble in Doctor Who. She turned up, she was a companion in Doctor Who for like a year. Um... What? She um, was in the American version of The Office. Was she? For real, yeah. What, for like yeah. a long time? I was... Yeah, so back back in the, in the lockdown times, we uh, went hard through all of... In, in House Smith, we went through The American Office because there's so many episodes and we had nothing better to do. Yeah. And sort of around about season eight, out of nowhere, <laughs> turns up... Uh, Catherine Tate. So there you go. Yeah. So US people may well know her. Was she funny? Uh, reasonably, yeah. Okay. 
I never found Catherine Tate funny, and I she irritated me when she turned up on Doctor Who because I was like, "Where?" Anyway, she's now one of her most irritating character, which is a very sweary grandmother called Nan. Who, uh, yeah, and it, they've take, they've taken the premise of a three minute sketch and said, "Hey, let's stretch this into a full motion." Nope, nope, nope. Other films that are coming out. Next. One that caught my eye. Have you seen the trailer for Ambulance? Oh, with the E-E-R or the L-A, you know, with the L-A yeah. in the middle of Ambulance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like lit up. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, I have seen that. Yeah, it quite, looks quite an interesting little action-y heisty Jake thing. Gyllenhaal in a heist movie. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> it all goes a bit wrong. Yes, Excellent. Please. They steal an ambulance, good, and try and outrun the entire LAPD. You have my attention, sir. <laughs> and I went, oh, it looks like a really could be wicked. I mean, as long as it doesn't go too wacky. Who's directing it? I said to myself. And then the internet said, oh, it's Michael Bay. And I went, oh. Okay. <laughs> uh -oh. If, it's, if it's Michael Bay, if he's attended my... Um class i might be okay with that but if it's michael bay in full explosions michael bay then i'm i'm probably gonna have to give it a miss but it does look it, it's again a lot of throwbacks on this one a lot of looking it's got a collateral feel to it remember collateral mm -hmm. the tom cruise mm -hmm. yeah tom cruise is yeah one of his best films because he wasn't Tom Cruise in it. He was he was mm. a psychotic, insane, crazy-eyed madman <laughs> who looks like he could just murder you. Yeah. So you know, not not Tom Cruise because mm. Tom Cruise is fine. Um, it looks it's got that kind of it's got that kind of look to it. And it and I just watched the trailer just before we started recording, and I'm like, yeah, that could be a hmm. So yeah, it's certainly got it's certainly got potential, right? Yeah, I mean, looking it's, at the cast, it's, though, it's there for Michael Bay to mess up, not not anything else. It's got all the right ingredients. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got a couple of people in it that it would be worth a watch. Um, it's got, uh, yeah, your main one there is going to be um, Jake Gyllenhaal. He's obviously front and center. There mm. is uh, uh, Isaac Gonzalez is in it. Gareth Garrett Dillahunt is in it, and everyone's going to go who. But he's the Ooh. guy. He's that guy in every film you've seen. And you go, oh yeah, I like that guy. Um, so yeah, so it it's good. I'm, so it comes out on the twenty fifth of March. It comes out in like two weeks time. I'm not sure whether that's US and UK. So as always, when we say dates, they are subject to change, as you said earlier on. And also, be careful with the whole US UK release dates because they can go a bit wrong. But that looks and yeah. Also, don't trust any any date that Gertie throws at you on the FFL site, because because even though Gertie's there to help, Gertie is Gertie's Gertie is only here to help. Uh, reliable. Yeah, yeah. It's because we're because they keep moving dates around. Gertie will take the first date that they're told, and then won't update them. So just yeah, be careful. Um, another G film. Gertie doesn't question. Yeah, Gertie doesn't question what Gertie's told. Right. Look, you know, and Gertie and is here to help you, whether you want that help mm -hmm. or not. Yes. Choose Gertie while you still have the option. Um, another film that's 
finally coming out because it was recorded. I think they filmed this in like 1983, but Morbius is finally apparently ah. being released. But I've got that yeah. down for the end of March, so the 31st of March. Um, That's quite soon. And are they are they just giving it a, enough breathing room from House of Gucci, and then hopefully everyone will have forgotten what Jared Jared Leto ah, did in that it's movie. It's me, Jared Leto. Yeah, um, hopefully they are because uh, yeah, um, I'm uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. We have to talk about Jared Leto, right? <sighs> no, now I'm now I. Um. Jared Leto gets a really bad deal, right? He does genuinely gets a bad deal because he is he is a talented man and he is good in the roles that he does. But sometimes he just goes a little bit too far. Um, I, I think he might be able to get away with it in Morbius on the grounds that if he does go a little bit too far, he's under a huge amount of vampiric looking bat makeup. Um, and I, yeah. I don't think I think he can chew the scenery a little bit because he's in a comic book world, and I think he might get away yes. with this. But yes, as long as he doesn't go too yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna to be honest with you, I want to go and watch Morbius for Matt Smith. Matt Smith's in Morbius, and and oh and, yes, and it, yeah, and I don't and I think he's the baddie, but but they haven't said anything about him. Um, and this was this would have been filmed in 20 this would have been filmed in 2018 2019 this is how far back this film goes no yeah this film was seriously yeah this film was this film was has been delayed for quite some time um so they've had a lot of time to think about it and also they're really pushing michael keaton in this film because he turns hmm. up as Vulture, oh, I'm forgetting the actual guy's name, but in the Spider-Man film, uh, Michael Keaton's right. in it. Michael Keaton is having a bit of a resurgence at the moment because he's going to pop up is. in a couple of things. So just saying, he might be worth the look. He appears to be having a bit of a a bit of a, a moment. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, moving on, uh, in early april we've got sonic the hedgehog 2 have, have you seen sonic the hedgehog i haven't but i think maybe you have i can't I, remember i've seen sonic the hedgehog and i i didn't really want to but i did see it and to be honest with you if you have to be dragged to the cinema by your by your pre-teen child to watch a film there are worse films than sonic um so mm. Sonic is voiced by Ben Schwartz, who is a American comedian. He he turns up in a lot of things. Uh, I've most recently seen him in Parks and Rec. He is John Raphael. He's he's one of the cast's douchey mates. Uh, that's him. Oh, and he's, him. He's very, yes, he's very good. Now he's I know. Very good. At okay. Him. Yeah. And then of course Jim Carrey's in it, and he is full on full on jim carrey um and we haven't seen jim carrey being twirling yeah um but sonic the hedgehog 2 has got idris elba is in it as as one of the the characters um he's tailed i'm knuckles. sorry what I'm sorry he's knuckles who is a large red hedgehog 
But he's just doing full Idris Elba voice. He's like, oh, I might, boy, leave it out. Um, so that looks quite good. Um, yeah. So I'm probably going to have to go and see that. And, and I think that should be that just that film is going to stick around for ages. So if you have Idris mm. Elba, you're not going to score very much for him because he's just a voice. But Jim Carrey is going to be quite front center. James Marsden's probably going to be top of the billing mm. for that film. And he is yes. he is not expensive at time of recording. Mm. He will be when I finish with him. <laughs> but um, he's not that expensive. And I think Sonic, I think, I think Sonic the Hedgehog may have some serious legs on it on the grounds that I think oh. thank you thank you um I think it'll <laughs> stick around I, I you talked earlier about the four weeks of winning if that comes out in April I would be I would not be surprised if that's still in the box office come the end of May I think that will get eight mm. weeks probably more because you've got various um school holidays spring breaks Easter break various um things and there's not an awful lot of other kids films out there with the exception of the bad guys which i saw a trailer for last week which is another mm. it's an anthropomorphic animal heist movie and there's the fox who is the leader of the gang voiced by sam rockwell and i went you had me at heist you cemented me at sam <laughs> and that looks really good but i, I but it will Sonic will be massively overperforming it. Right. I'm not qualified to talk about the next film, which is Fantastic Beasts and the whatever of the whateverness. So I'll let you deal with that one. Mm. Not, not featuring Johnny Depp. Not, but featuring Mads Mikkelsen instead. Mm. So even though it's not a film that you're into, you might. Yeah, you're, you're not going to go watch that movie. But you still, you, I know your love for Mads Mikkelsen is strong, right? <laughs> um, I, I yeah. think it will. I, I, I genuinely think that the gap, that loss of momentum, is going to harm it, because I don't think that the, the the Fantastic Beasts were always a second second fiddle to the original Harry Potter films. Yeah. Uh, they're not based on like proper books. They never felt they just weren't as engaging as the Harry Potter ones were. And I know you will say, well, the Harry Potter ones weren't engaging. Okay, imagine that, and then go down from there, right? So is it also? I think, is it also? I, safe I, I worry it might struggle. Is it also safe to say that J.K. Rowling isn't possibly as popular as she once was due to? Well, that is something that has most definitely changed between now. I don't know to what extent that will, because you kind of your these films you're kind of selling to the people who are now like approaching thirty, who were kids when the or or, or older even right, mm. so who might have less of a problem with you know may or may not I don't know, uh, yeah, what do I know? I think this will certainly. I think this will not have guaranteed success yeah i I think think, this is a question mark i think you're right i saw the trailer for it and they are just they are throwing the harry potter ness at you they're giving you as many they're Mm. showing you steam trains and big castles where everyone goes to boarding school and everyone's got a wand 
and they keep playing the dun 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 music. Um, that's not the music, but I don't know what the music is. You know what I mean? They play the little the Harry little. You were pretty close tune bit, and they keep and they do that a lot. And they're like, "Attention, people of the world! This isn't a Harry Potter film, but you should come and watch it anyway, because Harry Potter." Please. Yeah, basically. So. Yeah, but I think you're right. I think there's a there's a diminishing returns, and I think we saw this with the um, Hunger Games. Um, the first one was huge. The second one was meh. The third one was meh. The fourth one was it just kind of it just the the, the air gets out of it. <laughs> Good sound effects. Thank you. But yeah, I think it's a, it's a constant battle of diminishing returns on this. But yeah, Mads Mikkelsen, I, I was I paused and went, oh yeah, I don't not a big fan of Johnny Depp. Mads Mikkelsen's an absolute legend. Right, we've got three more to do. Two of them are interesting for different reasons. And the last one we're going to spend some significant time on. So <laughs> the next one up is The Lost City, which comes out on the 15th of April. Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Uh, and um, yes, I'm getting please. a huge Romancing the Stone vibe from this. It looks like a good, old-fashioned, mm. stupid action film and and the trailer looks funny she is a novelist who um is trying to write her book he is the dumbass model who poses and does blue steel on the front cover with the long hair because they're that kind of they're kind of romance and all you know thrusting and heaving of loins etc um and they end up through circumstance they end up in the jungle being chased by an insane daniel radcliffe with a machine gun as they try and find a lost treasure. And then, for reasons I haven't worked out, Brad Pitt turns up as a (laughs) hostage rescue specialist. And I was like, everything that you've just said to me sounds really stupid. And I think if, as long as it maintains a stupid enough energy and it's not too long, and now looking it up, it's it's one hour, 32 minutes, which is perfect. Length, yeah. It's long enough for you to go. I like this. I'm gonna eat your popcorn, but short enough to go. Yeah, you've you've come in. You've done your jokes. You've blown some stuff up. Get out of my face. Um, yeah, that looks really good. Yeah, I found out. I found out about this via Mrs. Smith, who who saw the trailer and was like 100% in on it <laughs> yeah. immediately. Done. Um, and you have to say, you you know, Sandra Bullock is class act, right? She's and great. she yeah. is great at comedy. So I think it bodes well. It, yeah, it, looks, I, it looks like it could do very well. I, Channing, Tatum, Channing Tatum is a bit hit and miss for me. He's currently in a film where he has to ex- es- escort a marine dog. dog across the world. I'm like, no, 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 and that's not for me. But in this one, he is playing, he is playing the big dumb guy, which I think he, he does very well he he played the big dumb guy in in free guy um and i think it's a very similar kind of vibe he's he's well-meaning but he is he is thicker than a whale omelet so um <laughs> yeah so yeah it's it looks it looks quite good um the penultimate film that we want to talk about is operation mincemeat mm. yeah have you seen this not a great I've seen the posters. Right. Not the best title. Well, the title is actually named after the World War II operation it was based on. Um, So this is is one of those films 
that is going to do really well in the UK because there is a certain type of man and, and in fairness, you and I are 10 years away from being this certain type of man who will love that film. It's, it's just, it's men in suits being very, very serious. Mm, yes, Major. Yes, I shall do this now. Um, effectively, it, Operation Mincemeat was an operation uh, by the Allies during World War II to effectively run a disinformation campaign. They tried to convince the Germans that they were going to be invading here when actually they were going to be landing here. Um, and it's got Colin Firth mm. as the stiff upper lip chap. It's got Matthew McFadden as the other stiff upper lip chap. And it's got lots of other chaps wow. in it who are being very stiff upper lip and who are all wearing uniforms. And then there'll be... It's, they have all the best... All the best chaps. Yes, ah, he's a bloody good chap. Very good chap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's going to do huge in the UK. Um, it's it, it's just it's one of those films. I, I there's there's probably within fifty yards of me. I guarantee you, there's probably about twenty five people I know who will go and see that film because they're that they're that <laughs> guy. And there's nothing wrong with being that guy because that guy will turn up with the wife go for a meal and go and see this film. But um, I don't think it'll do as well in the States. So just be be warned of that. That comes out the same time as The yeah. Lost City. Um, but it's not, I don't think it'll do well in the in the US. It'll do it'll do very well in the UK. It'll, it'll be one of those films that comes in at number three and then hangs around for weeks and weeks in the, in the bottom five. So um, find someone cheap in that, yeah. Matthew McFadden, for example. And that might do you quite well. Uh, before we do the last film, we, we need to take a break because this one, this one needs a break. Ready? Mm-hmm. On April the 22nd of this year, the greatest film we've ever, ever looked at comes out. This film has everything. It has action. It has drama. It has Pedro Pascal as a scenery chewing bad guy. It has Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage in his own film about him with an imaginary friend who is 90s with big hair, Nicolas Cage. I'm talking about the (laughs) amazingly titled The Unbearable Waste of massive talent. We are going to go and see this and everyone is invited. <laughs> this is the most FFL of all films. This it is, is cage set. This is phenomenal. I mean, the, the trailer, the trailer is just, ah, um, effectively Nicholas cage plays, Nicholas Cage, who's a bit cash strapped and is hired to make an appearance at a a Mexican businessman's party. And then he gets then he gets informed that actually the Mexican billionaire is a gangster and he gets recruited by the CIA to spy on the guy. Um, but also he's Nick Cage, so he's not really, you know, fully stable. Um, <laughs> it's it's an it's amazing it's at no point is it going to take itself in any way serious it is proper like like nicholas cage does some crazy crazy films 
but this one is just him just going for it at full craziness um just wow right so um we're gonna see this <laughs> we're, we're gonna go and see this okay on, on opening day we're gonna go and see this um we're gonna get beer we're gonna get curry we are going to go and see the unbearable weight of massive talent uh if we can find any cinema that's showing it um <laughs> that that may be a mission all on its own <laughs> neil patrick harris You're speechless birch neil patrick harris is in this film sharon horgan is in this film oh yeah, my goodness that's the face what? i made pedro pedro pascal tiffany haddish um ike barinholtz who was do you ever watch you ever watch blockers the 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 film with john oh, cena oh yeah the, the other guy yeah. in who wasn't john cena him he's in it oh um, my goodness nicholas wow. cage is in it and 90s nicholas cage is <laughs> of in course it. Uh, excellent i'll i'll pick both of them yes and so you should um that comes out wow. on the 22nd of april so that is gonna okay. that's probably gonna come and my go only my only concern here is that it, it fails to live up to your very high expectations um, and you, you end up disappointed i i i don't think i think we're going to be okay i think i think it knows exactly what it needs to do going in um i encourage you to okay. look at the trailer um strongly encourage you to look at the trailer the trailer <laughs> is amazing um and it's just someone's just someone's written the script and they've gone you know, there's no way in hell Nick Cage will do this film. But I'll tell you what, because you're a mate, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna give him a call and let him know. Right? Okay. Phone call. Well, what do you do? He's a hundred percent in. Really? He's a hundred percent in. <laughs> yes. Come on. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Just boom. sometimes the best things come from that route, right? So yeah. I don't know if you know the story about the game, uh, Game of Thrones, but when um old george martin guy who wrote it wrote the books he'd, he'd been writing for tv for a decade and was sick of all the rules of television so he wrote some books where he broke all the rules of television you don't kill off the main characters you don't do this you don't do that so and, and that's how you ended up with something when and then when it got turned into tv everyone loved it because it broke all the rules yeah so i sort of feel that maybe you've got that and, and this is where this is where um th uh, this film is coming from it's like well i'm going to write this awesome thing but we'll never get it made <laughs> He'll never say yes. <laughs> it's rare for it's rare for a prospect of a film to floor you quite this okay. way. Okay, okay. I'm I'm reading the IMDb page now. This is a bit of trivia from the film. This isn't from the film itself. This is about the film. Okay. This sums up what I'm saying. Ready for this? At the end mm -hmm. of shooting, the whole cast was gifted a pillow with Nicolas Cage's face printed on it, signed by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, any doubts I had are now, uh, are now uh, uh, sorted out. Oh my God, that's gonna be amazing. God, I'm so looking forward to that. Right, we're so, okay. So we're based in the UK, as everyone knows, because they can probably tell from your accent, not so much mine, but yours. Um, we're doing yes. this. We're we are going to see the unbearable weight of massive okay. talent. 
We are finding a location. We might try and we might try and find one in London, and and go because London's Ooh, reasonably close for serious. us. Serious. Um, and anyone who wants to join us, come and join us because um, that is the most Nick Cage film that we'll ever see. Um, Nick Cage, we love. I love him. He's fantastic. Um, and he is just wow. So we're well, we're on the case. We're doing it. Okay. So I'm thinking, In. I'm thinking, Chinatown, couple of couple of beers, cocktail lounge, oh, oh, oh. boom, into, into the middle of London, unbearable weight, massive talent. So yeah, we can get into London in a few hours from here. So anyone who's on, join us. It's on. It is at, oh, and by the way, I've checked this with Mrs. B. She is 100% in on this film. Absolutely. I, I explained the concept to her and she went, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm in. It is going to go nowhere in the box office. It's only going to be seen by people <laughs> who appreciate this for the bat shizzle craziness that it's going to be. I would not, I wouldn't <laughs> bet big on this film because it's right at the end of the mini season. Um, so you might uh, just catch a yeah. bump on the beginning of the blockbuster season. I wouldn't go too hard on anyone yeah. on this, but um, that film will either become like the cult favorite, amazing film ever and make millions or will just sink without a trace. Either way, mm. we are going to go and see it. <laughs> yes. Doesn't matter. Okay, we've had to have a little few minutes there. I've um, had to calm down from our Nick Cage-ness. Oh, cleansing breath. Yeah, that does look amazing. I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna score anything <laughs> for anyone, but it's just phenomenal. Um, other things that we haven't talked about in a while is uh, we're still planning on doing a few good men. Let me rephrase oh, that. Is that still on? Other uh, things yeah, that we're planning. That, 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 yeah. that their idea. Very yeah, good. we're still going to do it. I think we're probably, probably going to push it to 2023 because we've missed. We were going to do it for my birthday in 2020. 20. Yeah, but we couldn't. Yeah. Um. So we pushed it to next. We pushed 2021, thinking ah, it'll be fine by 2021. Everything will be sorted. Uh, now. So uh, we're probably going to push it to either the end of this year or early next year. But we are planning on renting out a, and I found a cinema as well. So we're planning on renting out Ooh. a cinema, um, and they can do a few good men. And generally just do that. But we're doing the unbearable weight of massive talent first. It will, it's a moral imperative. Yes. Right. So I that's agree. kind of... It's, I tell you what, this uh, A Few Good Men better be good because it's, it's been quite a long wait now for me. So it's, I'm just it's, saying better it's, be better, better I, worth it. Don't even start me on this now. I'll, I'll start doing the whole the whole script but um yeah so that's kind of gives you an overview of what we're what we're looking at then for the next the next at least the next kind of six to eight weeks and what we'll try and do on the podcast we'll we'll cover off we won't cover off every film um but we will kind of point out the ones that are interesting and coming but we'll also try and do it in in line with the mini season so i haven't talked mm. about may yeah. i haven't talked about dr strange which is turning up at the beginning of May, mm. which really is the first kind of like, I know we've had the Batman, but I think the Doctor Strange film is the first big proper, it's ooh, behemoth. Marvel's here. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and then I, and then there's going to be lots of films that come out over that time as well. So, you know, we got Top Gun, we got all kinds of stuff, uh, Jurassic Park and, and mm. it was Lightyear mm. and, and 
ugh, just lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, lots and they lots. All, they all turn up in our blockbuster game. So, um, yeah, and we'll try and we'll cover them off before the beginning of May. So we'll cover them off um, sometime in April. Yep. Providing a service to all the FFL players. Absolutely. So, yeah, so a lot to come. Um, yeah, we've a lot to come. And, uh, yeah, as you say, there's going to be loads of films coming out now that they're going to be coming out pretty thick and fast um, as everyone mm. moves through their backlog and tries to avoid each other. But, you know, so I, I think, you know, we might actually see a we might see a lot of different kinds of films. So I think you might see like a big comedy with a big action, with a big horror film, all at roughly the same time because of the, the way the demographics are split. They sort of split the demographics, yeah. Exactly, mm. yeah. So I think you'll see that, and I, I think that'll be interesting. I think there'll be a lot more choice. But it's interesting from our point of view from the game is because you kind of go, right, there's three big films coming out, three separate genres. Mm. Which which one do I, you know, you can't back all three of them. Which comes in top? Which one's got legs? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, out of all the ones we've covered, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is probably the one with the most with the most legs on that because it's mm. just going to come mm. on. And I've, as, as you said, I've no idea how Fantastic Beast is going to do. I, we're going to need to keep an eye on that one. Um, and again, it's a little bit different from us because we're talking about box office lo- longevity rather than how much it's making on its opening weekend. So the opening weekend stuff is interesting for us because that's where all the stats are, but it doesn't count towards the game. But we're more interested in, in how long it, it, it can run. So... Yeah, a lot to a lot to go through. So that is it for our uh, episode of the Fancy Film League today. Um, we will be back at some point in the future, probably in person, uh, which yes. will, uh, I think, um, stop messing with our heads uh, in quite such a way and, and, and talking over each other at the wrong moment and all that kind of stuff and dealing with video that keeps starting and stopping. Thanks, Zoom. Anyway, um, if you'd like to get other video conferencing platforms are available. (laughs) Uh, If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can contact Mr. Birch at uh, mr.birch at Fantasy Film League, or he is Mr. Birch FFL on Twitter, or we are at the FFL on Twitter as well. Um, That's the best way to get in contact with us. You can also join us on our Discord channel, which is linked from the site. And you can join all the other very surprisingly competitive yet friendly players we have there in all of our uh, um, silly banter about uh, films and donuts and all sorts of weird stuff that goes on there. And, and, and obviously Nicolas Cage stuff. Obviously. I mean, we are still recovering from the bad film club experience that was. We're not ready. We're not ready to go back to that yet. We can't. I mean, there's still we've I mean, I'm wait. I'm okay. I'm okay. That was pretty bad, but we will probably do a couple of bad film clubs over the course of the year. But um, but we, damn, I think we we it's been we rested. We broke it. We really, really broke it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, rock bottom. But hopefully, back in a few weeks' time, um, mm-hmm. we can you can come to the fortress. You can come to the fortress of Bertitude, and you can see because I've <gasps> moved. So you can you can see the new digs. I can go into the outside world. What? You can go into the outside world. You can you can look around. I've got look, I've got a globe cabinet full of whiskey down here. Oh well I have to come and see you. So, yeah, so that it's gotta is, be done. Uh, cool. Yeah. Right. 
Very, very good. We will see you in a few weeks' time. Um, thanks for listening, and please go off and look for the the trailer for Massive Talent. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> see you soon.